This is Wired Up. With Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta. On KMSA 91.3. Why is it that we have to always draw the battle lines? Because, Matt. Why does there always have to be sides to be had? Because there's, so there's always a winning side and a losing side. I hate the internet. Why are we yelling? I hate the internet. I hate fans. I hate commentators. And I hate, and I hate, and I hate the fact that somebody has to be considered the worst human being out of a situation. Well, Matt, you just sound like the worst human being out of the situation. Jerry, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why does there have to be somebody... Throw it in jail or suspend it more. Why does that have to become a race issue? Why does one side have to be right while the other side has to be wrong? Did you see last night? The freaking Twitter universe has been exploding about it the last 12 hours. Yeah. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, and Josh Coleman wired up 913 FM KMSA. Music for the CMU Mavericks. I've spent the whole entire day looking conniving and biting my tongue until now about the idiotic nature that I've seen on social media here today. We're going to talk about it. Everybody's seen it, okay? The incident revolving Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph last night. If you didn't see it, what rock are you living under? The the whole (laughs) Mason Rudolph started the fight meme has I guess would say now taking over the uh, internet and looking looking at the events of last night. Hello, it was our hello, 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 hello. There's a flag as whoa, hello, whoa, hello, hello. Mason Rudolph got into it. Get out of there! What in the world? I mean, very exciting call there. (laughs) on Fox on NFL Network Thursday Night Football with eight seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it, the game was already boring as it was. <laughs> it was bad. It, it didn't matter how... That was the most entertaining thing to watch last night compared to the actual football game. Well, that's just because of what happened. And, <laughs> Matt, let, let's let's hear more about your opinion on this. You seem really <laughs> heated about this, and I'm curious. Look, Look, I turned on ESPN this morning... And there are debates happening. I guess that would happen on a debate show like First Take. But even on Sports Center or Fox News or wh- whatever, whatever, there are debates happening about this topic. Who is more guilty? Miles Garrett or Mason Rudolph? Or Miles Rudolph, like everybody keeps mistakenly saying. <laughs> Rudolph Garrett. Rudolph Garrett. <laughs> well, Mason, on the one hand, who started it, by trying to take off Garrett's helmet, and then the former number one pick in Miles Garrett decided to take it to the next level and almost decapitate Rudolph himself. The former OSU Cowboy then charged Garrett while the two of his own linemen were taking Garrett away from the situation. Rudolph charged Garrett. Garrett retaliated by striking Rudolph with his own helmet. Then all hell broke loose. Marquise Pouncey took Garrett to the ground, MMA-style, Struck him in the face. By the way, punching a man who has a helmet on, we've never said that was the best strategy. And then trying to kick him looked like he was trying to kick like a soda can. For a guy who weighs 300 pounds, 
wasn't that effective. Solid technique by the lineman taking Miles Ma- Garrett down, though. <laughs> and then, and then Larry Ogunjobi, excuse me, came up from behind and knocked Mason Rudolph down to the ground while he wasn't looking. Coaches and teammates eventually broke up the scuffle, and it took an extra ten minutes to complete the final eight minutes. Sorry, eight seconds. Eight seconds. Eight, it felt like eight minutes. The final eight seconds of the game. Steelers took a knee, and then people trying to shake hands. Then Brown still had to get rid of the ball, so they had to bring him off the field for another 10 minutes. And then finally, they ended the game. And then they didn't even shake hands afterwards. Everybody just went to the locker room. So today, why is it such a big debate? Garrett ended up getting suspended for the rest of the season, indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, six I games mean, that in the playoffs was, if that comes to. That was going to happen regardless. You're, you're going to attack somebody with their own helmet, and... Your your intent is to cause harm. Suspension is warrant is definitely going to happen. That was a given. The moment it happened, yes. Yes. you could automatically know that it was going to be a suspension. Uh, when you're bringing up the debate, though, I guess the when it comes to the internet, you you always have to have the bad guy and the good guy. And people are now trying to turn it and say Rudolph was the initiator, instigator, what have you. It, at this point, it doesn't matter what it it happened and. You see all you hear all these what if he did this what if he did this what if he what if this happened it didn't what happened happened Pouncey got suspended for 3 games Ojagobi got knocked out for 1 game and then missing Rudolph well he's getting fined suspension probably Nuts. pending we don't know I, I, Both teams are also getting fined like $250,000 yes. each yeah By the way Miles Garrett has already been fined $50,000 for his antics prior to this game for swinging on a, I th- think it was a running back from the Titans or a lineman, and then breaking Trevor Simeon. Somehow, this has also turned into a race issue. I, I don't even know how you Somehow could... this has turned into a race issue, okay? And a f- major finger-pointing issue. Who is the worst human being in which team lacks the most character? Those are the questions. Who's to blame for this? Might as well just blame God himself. I blame you, Matt. <laughs> I feel like this is your problem. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Point it out myself. Okay? But when I'm seeing tweets on Twitter from Brittany, Brittany saying, oh, yeah, find the three black guys and send the white guy off scotch-free. Okay, I have to ask, because you were telling me about this. Brit- who is Brittany? It's just a random Brittany, dude. I don't just know, a random? It's, it's okay. Like, oh, it's like, okay. oh, good job, Karen. Good oh, job, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, yeah. Brittany. Way to bring race into it. I mean, when is this becoming just an issue for everybody? It was a fight. Some guy got mad because he threw four picks, ended up trying to take a bigger dude's helmet off, and the bigger dude, who has already had a fantastic game full of testosterone because he might as well just be breathing it, yeah. and Miles Garrett decides to get a little bit antsy, pull his own helmet off, and then knock the guy out with it. Well, and you know what? Let me, t- let me say this is where I kind of have to defend Garrett a little bit. He was broken up. He was pushed, being pushed away by the, the two offensive linemen. And what did Mason Rudolph do? He charged him. I, I don't care how the fight started. If, you, if it's already broken up, you do not charge the guy who has your helmet and could really <laughs> could knock you out with it. Everybody was being stupid. Everybody. Bad decisions on both, on both sides. Nobody is innocent here. No. Neither team, neither owner, neither coach. Is innocent. 
Mike Tomlin, I'm surprised this happened with his team. Freddie Kitchens, not so much. Yeah, and the the Cleveland Browns team is already a immature team in general, considering all the the, the names on there. The, the Browns hit this point where they got so full of their own hype that it's not turning into the season they want, so now they're frustrated. And Miles Garrett's probably the biggest one who's most frustrated out of everybody on that team, and he's trying to find people to take it out on. I, I, <laughs> Josh, you want to? I think both parties have so much blame because to on TV last night, it looked like Mason Rudolph started it. But I'm not going to... Give Don't even Miles Garrett. I'm not going to count. Miles Garrett didn't say anything before that. Wasn't talking crap the entire game to spark something in Mason Rudolph. Like it, it's a rivalry game. Emotions get going really quickly. You have so much emotion going into the game that eventually there's going to be some chippiness, whether it's a fight. I didn't think it would get to this extent, but I figured there would be some sort of extracurriculars that happen. But to think that Miles Garrett didn't do anything to warrant Mason Rudolph trying to take his helmet off is a little a little idiotic in my mind because I I don't think anybody every person who's played sports has at least at some point talked crap on the field and when you get to those professional levels everybody talks crap like it's their job well, maybe not everybody. The majority of them talk crap like it's their job because it's how they were raised. It's how they learned how to play this game. So I do think that there's blame on both sides. I just think that because they're so young, they don't know how to handle those emotions in those situations. And we saw it get out of control really fast. And, yeah, and this is also this is a rivalry game too. The, these... This is this is not the first time this has happened. You know, it's heated. The Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to get a win, trying to go, trying to extend their season. The Browns trying to figure something out to, you know, get their season going. And both sides are tense. They're stressed. And, you know, the, that incident was just pretty much what broke the camel's back in a way. The Mason Rudolph probably shouldn't have tried to take off Miles Garrett's helmet. Miles Garrett definitely shouldn't have taken off Mason Rudolph's and struck him with it. So, I mean, you look at it, both sides are to blame. And it, what in the internet just is just trying to find something where there is nothing. And especially considering that the, on, on the internet, there are being articles and blog posts written on how everybody involved in that fight should be arrested or specifically, Miles okay. Garrett should be arrested for assault. Okay. And that's just ridiculous. That's where we get back to my original perspective. The, 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 the idiocy, whatever word you want to use to describe it, that's taking place with everybody who's reacting. And you know what? We're part of the idiots who are responding to this, okay? My, all three of us included. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I just called my two guys sitting next to me idiots. Well, you're Among one myself. too, Matt. Yes. Damian Woody... Max Kellerman, this morning on ESPN First Take. Damien, what'd you think? Was it a crime? Oh, my gosh. What kind of hyperbole are you going to bring into it? Mr. Woody. Is a is like a bunch of what about is a, what about, what about uh, you know, Mason Rudolph? 
Max, we're talking about a guy who could have been seriously injured or potentially killed in this particular situation with a weapon. The, the, Why are you waiting? Hold, hold on, because the odds that he was going to get killed Max, hold by on, that Max, are Max, hold on. Why are you rolling your eyes at me saying this? We're talking about a six-five, two hundred and seventy-pound man, okay, whose adrenaline's at an all-time high, and if he used the crown of the helmet. Who knows what could have happened? I don't understand. Why would you roll your eyes at that with me saying Be, that? Because it was Mason Rudolph who tried to take off the helmets. Miles Garrett wasn't thinking about taking off anyone's helmet. Mason Rudolph, it's not like he just took a pass at it. He grabbed it, got his hand underneath, twisted, tried to take it off. Miles Garrett's like, oh, we're bringing hell. Okay, fine. It's a helmet thing now. Took Mason Rudolph's helmet off. At that point, it's over. The linemen were on Miles Garrett, pushing him back. Mason Rudolph. Sides are drawn, sides are drawn. Damian Woody, he could have been murdered. Max Kellerman, it's Mason's fault. He instigated it. He deserved it. I know Max didn't say that. Of course, he's not He's not condoning uh, Miles Garrett's actions. But he's, okay? he's, trying, he's trying to come up with a better answer that, oh, he could have yes. been murdered. Yes, look, look, both guys very well respected. I value their input and their professionalism very much, all right? But everybody has an opinion on this. Yeah. Okay? I'm right there in the middle. Both parties equally as guilty. I but Miles Garrett's actions should not have been taken to that extent. He deserves the punishment that he's been getting. Yeah. But you know what? Afterwards, he instantly showed remorse and regret. Okay? This is what Miles Garrett had to say. I'm going to read it for you. He said, and I quote, this was actually this morning to reporters. He said, last night, I made a terrible mistake. 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 Excuse me. I lost my cool, and what I did was selfish and unacceptable. I know that we are all responsible for our actions, and I can only prove my true character through my actions moving forward. I want to apologize to Mason Rudolph, my teammates, our entire organization, our fans, to the NFL. I know what I have to be accountable for what happened. Learn from my mistake, and I fully intend to do so. People are arguing which person is the worst or more worse human being. A lot can happen when you are blinded by rage and you weigh 280 pounds. A lot can happen when you have a 280-pound man on top of you after losing to a team that you have not lost to since 2014 and in a game where you threw four interceptions. Tensions were high the whole entire night. We saw players get, getting kicked out of the game from helmet-to-helmet -helmet hits. Yeah. Blatant helmet-to-helmet -helmet shots. So the fact that Mason Rudolph, in the last eight seconds, decided to pull a a huge man. I was going to yes, yes, Miles Garrett is a gorilla of a man. Picked him up by his when own you, face when mask. When you try and decide, say, hey, dude, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take this helmet real quick. I'm just going to take it. And then Miles like, okay. That's the game we're going to play. Yeet. Grabbed his face mask, Yeet. pulled him up, <laughs> ripped his helmet off, and then just decided to blow it. And then Mason, who was blunt, who was said, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm going to stand up to the bully. I'm going to stand up to the bully. Yeah, well, that bully's got your helmet, dude. And he just smacked you in the head with it. Mason charged him. Again, equally as idiotic. Well, and you look at this situation and... Both guys were blinded by rage. Yeah. And that's just what happens. Yeah. And you... Going back to what Garrett said, Miles Garrett said, he he acknowledges the fact, and in today's world, apology 
apologies don't matter in the world of the internet today. If you if something controversial happens and somebody apologizes even if for you, it, even if you didn't, you're still apologizing for yeah, it. Yeah, you're it. You apologize for it, and then the whole internet looks at you and points at you and says, "Well, look, see, you know what you did was wrong. Yeah, hence why he's apologizing for it." Um, blinded rage can make a lot of guys do things they would probably never do. Garrett has been frustrated this entire season. Like you said, Matt, he has already been fined for attacking players in the past. So it's not it's not one of those things where, oh, he he did bad and or he did something bad and now he and now he doesn't want to pay the price. He understands what he did. And he understands it was irresponsible. And hell, even Baker Mayfield at the very end of the game during his interview called the called what happened inexcusable. And saying how well, how much this is going to hurt the Browns. Josh, you got an opinion? Yeah, Josh, I want to hear this. Uh, I, I, I think that more people have to look at Mason Rudolph for this, but I also don't think that anybody is really to blame. I already said this, but like emotions in in big moment games, especially rivalry games come in with so you carry more emotion into a rivalry game than you do most other regular season games. And so when you, when tensions run high and they did here in the last eight seconds, which is my biggest issue with this, but when tensions run high, especially in rivalry games, things blow up and happen so fast. And that's what we saw. Mason Rudolph gets his helmet taken off after trying to get miles Garrett's helmet. And then charges, which is probably one of the stupidest things you could ever do mm-hmm. to that man. Mm-hmm. But, and the, Maurice, Maurice, Pouncey is the only person in my eyes who handled this situation correctly. <laughs> what? Marquise because, Pouncey is one of the most guiltiest parties out of anybody in this sense. Yes, he did some horrible things. You, yeah. But he was sticking up for his quarterback. I get it. Yeah, I get that. I, if I and see if I, if I see dude pound my quarterback, okay, you know what? Yes, yes, yes. But if but especially but before he took uh Miles Garrett down, he wasn't trying to escalate the situation. He was just trying to get him out of there. And then Rudolph charged this the pile where Marquise Pouncey was trying to remove Garrett from the situation, and then the events unfolded and Marquise Pouncey said, okay. Well, that's it. That's the last straw. Look, so I I, 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 I I can't say that I would have done anything differently. Obviously, I would say, oh, yeah, dude, I'll try and break it up, you know? Mm-hmm. But I have been heated in athletic moments before, too, right? I I have been carded in a rugby match for punching a dude in the back of the head because he wasn't following the rules, okay? Proud of you. I have, so proud of I you, have Matt. put in a guy in a guillotine chokehold in a rugby match because he tried to outruck me. So what? Are you an MMA fighter slash rugby player? No, yeah, all here is you should start jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, you should start doing some submission moves. Man. I've, I've had I've had my own faults, and I have apologized because you know what? I'm I'm a dude. I have a lot of testosterone, and I can't imagine if I was 6'5", 280 pounds, the kind of stuff that I'd be doing. All right, maybe I would have been just as guilty as Miles Garrett has. We all were. You know, yeah. we're human. When we're blinded by rage, anything like we just saw can happen. So I can't say that I would have done anything differently. But you know what? As I'm watching it, and I'm seeing these dudes who are professional athletes, by the way. You know, me and Jerry talked about last week how, or you know, it was me and Josh, how professionals should be acting professional. Mm-hmm. 
on Twitter specifically. And yeah, but you know, it carries, it carries, it carries yes. onto the field. It carries everywhere that you go. So yes. on the field, when we're seeing barbaric acts like this, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to, to to say, yeah, like we yeah, like they shouldn't do that. None of this should have happened, but it, it did. And I mean, it is what it is. Garrett has been suspended the longest out of anybody for mm-hmm. a single game incident in a single game. The most out of anybody. The last one was Albert Hainsworth for taking a dude's helmet off and then stomping on his face. <laughs> Back in like 2012, I believe. Yeah, it's, then, it's been a while since that. And then Montez uh, Perfect has been suspended, except that one was for multiple incidents in the, yes. in the exact same game. So, I mean, we could sit here. Most and, to that list. Yeah, I mean, like we could sit here and talk about this event, but all in all, what happened happened. You can't change it. So all these hyperboles of what ifs and if this happened. Are done and they need to stop because it's, it's not what happened and it's not going to change anything. The punishments have been dished out. People need to move on with their lives and at this point. Yes, and get over yourselves and stop making this part of an issue that it, it has nothing to do with, a.k.a. race, politics, corporate media agenda, whatever. It was a fight between two beefed-up dudes and a young kid who didn't know what he was doing. And he was mad about it. When we come back, we're going to keep it going. Should Denver be disqualified for being Denver? Matt and also Kennedy, Colin Kaepernick. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Josh coleman My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Goat. G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Imagine being fired because of who you love. Imagine being denied medical treatment because of who you marry. Imagine being evicted because of who you are. Millions of Americans don't have to imagine this. They have to live it. Because in 30 states, it's legal to discriminate against LGBT people. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel, and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction.
general manager in the back in the production studio, right behind us, telling me to stop going into the red. You're peaking. You're peaking too loud. You know what? I peaked back in middle school, okay? So <laughs> so the fact that I'm not being told I'm peaking now is is is, 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 is a compliment. Is madness, all right? I am I'm I'm in the red because my temperament to intolerant people of the, 20, of the 21st century is beyond me. Okay? Some people are just idiots. And I think the two guys sitting next to me can say that I'm not one to come out and lash at somebody and call them idiotic. That's right? very true. That's very true, yeah. I'm not a mean person. I will say that. Uh, uh, <laughs> sure, I, sure, sure. Let's go with that. That one's I'm, harder to agree with. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> See, look, he just he just just called I, me an idiot. I know, I know I'm not That's a abusive. mean I know I'm not a mean person. I don't get mad at people. I am I'm not going to say I'm righteous in a way, okay? But I'm a lot better than a lot of people would be in 2019. I'm not one to seek out conflict just for the fact of seeking out conflict. Very true. I'm not one to be political just for the sake of being political. Very true. Mediator, you know, right in the middle. And I think you guys will have equal opinions as well. But when I look at somebody like Spike Eskin. Oh, so we're just going to go straight to this When one. I look at somebody like Spike Eskin, in fact, I don't like people who hate on Denver sports. That's also a pretty big bias on myself, <laughs> especially somebody from Philly who just be loud just to be loud when it comes to Philly fans. Philly fan bases are the worst fan bases next to Dallas. I, I think Dallas has the worst fan bases. Well, it, we should make a ranking sometime. Of it's just, pretty close. It's really close. I feel like, yeah, I really feel like we should just, yeah, that's, that's going to be our next topic. But the, worst but fan bases. Spike Eskin, a sports commentator from Cle or from Philadelphia, excuse me, came out and said, this was, I believe it was a week ago during the Denver Nuggets and Philadelphia 76ers game. Yeah. In which Denver won and Nicole Jokic proved to be the best center in the NBA. But, <laughs> okay. Listen, you guys, I, 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 you guys had this debate. I, we're not. The, I'm not, we're not going. Back into we're it. not going there. Sample size one game. Sample size one game. Nicole Jokic beat hey, Joel Embiid. Hey Josh, Lamar Jackson MVP. Oh one game. Oh, we're just. <laughs> he's just gonna cue my trigger. <laughs> anyway, who can we get Anyway, Matt, your point being, look, Spike Eskin. One of the people from Philly who just doesn't have a brain, just doesn't have a brain at all, came out I and what this came out, about Josh. Came out and tweeted, came out, came out and tweeted during that game or afterwards, saying, "Remember when? Remember when watching tonight's game? This was during the 76ers and Nuggets game, and I quote that the home court advantage in Denver is unfair and unreasonable, considering the physical disadvantage that the visiting team has. Denver should not have any home games." if we insist on giving them pro teams. So Mr. Eskin has decided to come out and make a petition on change.org saying ban professional sports in Denver. And the first description note says in sports, there's always a home field advantage. Maybe the crowd is too loud. Maybe it's cold. Maybe the sun hits the field in a funny way, but maybe there's a difference in a home field advantage and cheating. The elevation in cities like Denver creates an unfair advantage from the home team, as has been public knowledge for a long time. Athletes who travel to Denver who do not have the proper amount of time for their bodies to adjust 
have trouble breathing when performing. A person from a cold weather climate participating in hot weather, that's tough. A person from sea level competing in Denver, that's cheating. And as of right now, he has a amazing, amazing result on his poll, by the way. Guys, 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 this, this poll is going to change the whole perspective on Denver sports. Guess what? Denver's, what? Denver's not allowed to have any sports Guess anymore? What? Guess what? Because of the, the signatures of 159 people, Spike Eskin's going to get professional sports banned in Denver. And his goal, <laughs> let's reach 200 from the man who has over 50,000 followers on Twitter. Give me a freaking break. And in response to that, somebody in Denver has created a poll saying, hey, let's raise the elevation of Denver stadiums by 1,000 feet. So, so going, <laughs> yeah, this is this is just a dumb <laughs> thing in general. I mean, you. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 Jerry. Yes, he, sorry, he tweeted his his poll today, and 21 minutes ago, he subtweeted that saying, "Yes, Denver is a big market, but there is no one. Wait, there is one bigger market without an NBA team, it, and it would make sense to move the Nuggets to Seattle." No, it wouldn't. De Denver fan bases are the most loyal fan bases to these teams. You can say what you want about any of these pro teams in Denver. You can say there's been a bunch of adva there's advantages for them, which, yeah, may be. But they also have to take into consideration when rookies and new players come to Denver, they feel the same thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. Elevation's going to hit you if you're not used to it. And I also want to point out that apart from, except for maybe two teams right now, not a single team in Denver is winning, regardless of that home field advantage. The Broncos are struggling. The Nuggets and the Avalanche are doing good, and maybe they could do maybe they could win something. Rockies can't do it. The the Rapids are struggling. It doesn't matter. The elevation is almost non-existent if your team can't win a home field advantage. I'm going to stick with Matt's sarcastic attitude for this issue, for this uh, topic of Spike. They make these things called, uh, like, the training masks that yeah. produce the same elevation technically as yeah. if you were training in Colorado. Really? Which, I, really? Oh, I didn't know those were. Yeah, things. so they make those, which are I only ever see on, like, athletes or really, really rich people. Yeah. So there's ways to combat this elevation change, but also teams bring extra oxygen for a reason. Yep. They, they provide oxygen tank tanks on the sideline. There, There's three months pretty much given in every sport called an off-season that players can train and get their cardio up for. So, like, it's just... It's a stupid issue. That also, we're, you know, I, also I, they're pros. They should yeah. be used to this. Yes. You know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry if a little bit of an elevation change all of a sudden makes professional athletes not professional athletes anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. One change of yeah. oxygen levels is going to turn LeBron James into a couch potato. Who has Apparently a mile above sea level is going to do that. Apparently so. Apparently so. Also, just to add on to Eskin's nuance as a avid tweeter he said on the exact same night talking about Nikola Jokic honestly and I quote honestly Jokic should be ashamed of himself not everyone has to be a specimen 
but he looks like he took his new contract right to the buffet the entire offseason. Still doing better than you, Spike. I'm going to say that much. He outplayed it, it, Joel okay, is, that night. I have to ask, is Spike Eskin, is he just a random fan or is he no, like... No, he's so, got the check mark. He's got the check mark. But what, like, what is he? Is he just a fan? Is he like an analyst or Spike something? Spike Eskin is a program director for a sports radio station, Sports Radio 94 Whip, out in Philadelphia. So no wonder why he's such an idiot. All it's right. The, it's the home of the Eagles and the Phillies. Yeah. Like, so no wonder why he's such an idiot. I mean, <laughs> well, Spike, call in. Yes. Spike, call in. Let's let's argue about this. I tweeted at him. I'm like, dude, do you want to join the show? But he, uh, <laughs> he has not responded. Yeah, because he know, he's, he he's like, responded. oh, this guy's also, in Colorado. Also, can you guys answer me this question real quick? Yeah. Can you guys answer me this question real quick? Let me see. Since I, I had no idea this was a thing. I had no, no idea that when, let's say, the Raiders and the Broncos are playing in the same stadium, I had no idea that the Raiders were all of a sudden breathing different air than the Broncos did. How, how do they do that? It's because they... How do, how do they do that? How do the Broncos breathe a different air than the Raiders? That's fascinating. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah, bro, uh, the Broncos spike the air with something. Right. Yeah. Didn't Is you that, know about the invisible force field, Matt? Come on. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you know about the, the you know one area with air? oxygen tubes that go straight to the Broncos players' mouths? Just yeah. So. Come on, guys. They are professional right. athletes, and it's not like they're playing on top of Pike's Peak or anything. That Come, would be so impressive. That would be impressive, but it's not like it's happening. The the advantage, quote unquote, home field advantage for Mile this altitude. High is not even that bad, dude. No, it it it's it's. If, I mean, I mean, I say that at living living in Colorado yeah. Springs, which is actually higher than than. Than uh, than Denver in elevation, it's like it's sitting at seven thousand or six thousand feet when mile high is at 5,500. 5, but again, I bring back the argument here: How is like elevation any different than going to Green Bay and in the playing winter. at Lambeau Field in January when it's negative a hundred, or in Buffalo when? <laughs> In January, or I mean, go, or going to play in Oakland in September, England. or New England in January. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot yeah. of th there's a lot of factors, but I I can guarantee you that elevation does not have anything to do with how teams perform against Denver teams at all. I'm not I'm not going to say it doesn't have anything to do with it because it it slightly affects it the opposing sli team players. Yeah, slightly, and ours, but I mean. But, but let's be honest. But it's not like it's not like we're it's, running. It's not like we're running like yeah. forcing players to run marathons. Yeah. Like timeouts, breaks, whatever are a thing. It's where people can catch their breath. And I'm sorry if you can't run two minutes on the floor if you're a pro NBA player and die from lack of oxygen. Like it's it it doesn't matter. It's one of those things where, yeah, there's the advantage. But be real, Josh. How noticeable is it? To a lot of these teams. I really want to know. Not that noticeable, especially because both teams are playing with it. And most guys on the Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, Avalanche, what, whatever Colorado sports team, they're not from Colorado. Yeah. They don't have, they, they aren't used to the elevation as well. So it's not just the opposing teams, the away teams who have to come in and deal with the same kind of issue. It is both teams playing with that same issue almost after almost Every single possession that Von Miller plays, he has an oxygen mask on his face because the elevation gets to him like every other person. Yeah, and we could say, we're, we're going to be saying this a lot, 
These are pro athletes. They have been conditioned for a long time to be able to perform wherever and play for a long time. For football players, you go on for three, four hours. You are conditioned to do that. Basketball players, you play for the same amount of time pretty much. You got to be conditioned. And if your conditioning isn't up to par, that's that's not the fault when you play in Denver. It's just you're not physically ready for it and a guy like spike eskin he's just he's really just a guy trying to make noise and get a reaction out of people oh yeah at this point oh, yeah at this point and he, i'm sorry it's working spike good job he has good job. he you has got me no, up again matt i'm just gonna turn you down real quick <laughs> matt, he he really hasn't no save and i the nothing is gonna happen denver's too big of a market you can say all right let's move the Nuggets to Seattle. Seattle's not that big of a market right now for basketball. They have, they look to Portland for that one. So, your the whole argument right now is just, it's just ridiculous. Okay, I, I brought you back mic all the way down. Yeah, appreciate you, that. You're you're getting loud, and I didn't I, want to get yelled at. I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. When we come back, might as well stick with all the controversial stuff. Call on Kaepernick. Calling <laughs> calling Kaepernick. Will he be back in the league? On the on-swing fall, Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Josh Coleman, wire it up. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction. You know, the term R.I.P. headphone users really applies today. 
It's really applicable to today's show. <laughs> and I really do apologize to anybody who's listening via headphones, either live or <laughs> following the show, and you're going back and listening to us on the Wired Up Sports podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you enjoy I, your podcasting format. I just got to say, were you tweeting during our show? No. Don't you lie to me. I saw I saw that tweet to Spike Evans. I was Epstein. not tweeting to Spike Evans, and I would definitely I, I, never I, <laughs> I would definitely never say, hey, at Spike Eskin, call in and tell us why your opinion isn't the worst we in Colorado have ever heard. I almost said Spike Epstein. Epstein? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did, not mean, to, oh did my God. not mean to do that, but let's, I don't. Let's just stay away from that whole issue. <laughs> I did not mean to do that, but it happened. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, uh, Colin Kaepernick, he's getting a workout coming up soon. Yes, we do know it is actually pronounced Kaepernick. We just think it's more fun to say Kaepernick. Kaepernick is like is, is just so much more fun to Kaepernick. say. Kaepernick. Can, can you imagine being like? Can you imagine me like a sports commentator? He plays Colin Kaepernick makes the pass. See, that'd be just so much fun. Kaepernick drop back. Yeah, <laughs> three step drop by Kaepernick. Kaepernick drop back. Look left, Kaepernick. All right. Anyway, this Saturday. Colin Kaepernick will be performing, or I guess auditioning, working out, whatever the proper term is, working for, out, for a reported 24 NFL team representatives. Yeesh. Former NFL head coach Hugh Jackson will lead the drills during Kaepernick's scheduled workout in Atlanta on Saturday, and former NFL head coach Joe Philbin will be in attendance to assist the NFL has announced on Thursday. The NFL said 11 teams have committed to attend, but now we know as of today that number has increased to possibly 24. Teams include Arizona Cardinals, Falcons, Browns, Broncos, Lions, Dolphins, even the Patriots, Jets, Giants, Bucks, and Redskins. Except Broncos some teams- new franchise quarterback Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> some teams are now, are now reporting that the Steelers are actually the front runners to bring in Colin Kaepernick. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter that the NFL has not provided the names of wide receivers in plan to attend, but a list of volunteers who have thrown their name in the hat include Antonio Brown. <laughs> it has not been confirmed nor denied if he's actually going to be in Atlanta it, on Saturday. Antonio Brown get- just going to put his foot to Kaepernick's face like he did what's his name a couple years ago? Oh my gosh, did you see the tweet but from AB after the game? Last night, yeah, I he saw posted it. it and he said, "This one's for you, Mason." And he showed the photo of him punting the punter in the face. Could yeah. the meme of Colin Kaepernick throwing the football to Antonio Brown become real life? Can, can <laughs> we can we really make this a reality? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, who's been in the face of controversy for the last three or four years, he's 32, former Super Bowl contender, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Has been out of football since 2016, the year he began protesting police brutality and racial injustice by kneeling during the pregame national anthem, as an article on ESPN informs. So, this whole thing is eerie and out of the blue, because as of Tuesday, nobody knew that this was going to happen prior to NFL teams said, hey, we didn't know this was going to take place. Even Colin Kaepernick himself said, well, the NFL just told me that I'm going to be working out for teams on Saturday. At least that's what his agent said. 
And we're all sitting here wondering what exactly is going on. Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick's partner in crime back in the day, he says, I'll believe it when I see it. At this point, it feels like a PR stunt. My question is, yes or no? Why would this be a PR stunt now in the middle of the NFL season? What is going on? Normally, workouts are held on Tuesdays, and teams tend to bring in guys to their practice facilities and conduct one-on-one interviews, except this time the teams are going to Atlanta to see Kaepernick work out. It, it is a little strange. On a Saturday, my dad, it's on the weekend. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's it's it's really strange. You, <laughs> it's so out of the blue. You just you really can't believe it until you see all these sources, and then you see the teams who are interested. And we're probably going to have a clip maybe later on in this uh, in this segment. But I mean, it if it, it feels almost like a PR stunt. For, for the NFL at this moment. That, there's no reason to bring him in. In all honesty, when I saw this, I was waiting for the punchline. I thought this was going to be a joke where the NFL was just going to come in and say, Fold you! Was going to say, Fold you! And just have some fun with it. But apparently not. Yes, I use sound bites. I got bored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's, it's, it's too much a PR stunt. You you don't do this if you're looking at free agents. You do this when you're looking at players coming into the combine, getting set for the NFL draft. So it it's it's just weird. I, I agree with you, Jerry, and I agree with what Eric Reed said. I think it's a PR stunt strictly because, one, I think the biggest giveaway that it's a PR stunt is the workout Saturday, which is... Mm-hmm. The day that everybody's watching college football gearing up for the Sunday games for the NFL. No, Saturday's a weird time because it's hard for head coaches to get there or send somebody high enough in the organization to actually possibly get more meaningful um, film on, on Kaepernick. But I think that it just it just doesn't... Feel right to me. The, I feel like Roger Goodell tried to push this workout out to to kind of get this Kaepernick issue off off the table because it's been so prevalent for about three four years that at a certain point Goodell's probably getting tired of hearing about it. I think he did this because he knew that teams didn't want to bring Kaepernick in for individual workouts because it could hurt. It could give the teams bad PR or it could lose them revenue through ticket sales, jersey sales, marketability, or ad revenue. But I do think somebody will pick up Colin Kaepernick. And I was listening to Pat McAfee's show on DAZN uh, yesterday. I was listening on YouTube, but it's DAZN runs it. And he said his whole theory behind it is that the Patriots are going to show up to the workout, send somebody, and bring Colin Kaepernick onto the practice squad to make him a scout team player for one game in the playoffs against the Ravens because Colin Kaepernick and Lamar Jackson have similar skill sets. I'm not talking about the Steelers? Patriots. The Patriots. Patriots, sorry. Patriots. <laughs> so I, and when I was listening to this, all I could think was Pat... You're just speaking things into 
Into my nightmares. Into the future. Into the future. I I genuinely think this could happen. The Patriots bringing Colin Kaepernick so that they can really, really prepare for Lamar Jackson in the playoffs so they can get back to that Super Bowl. I, I mean, if that's the case, why are they doing it now? I've wanted you know, it to. It, it's really weird that I mean, it's we're, a mid-season we're, we're, thing. We're, we're in week 11, a really awkward point. It's after the trade deadline. It's, you know, the teams are starting to end their buys and when do the buys end? And in, in like, like week two, two weeks, week 13, yeah. week 14 or something like that. Yeah. And I don't know. It's such a weird time. And the fact that, let's see, on Tuesday's memo that was sent out when I'm, I'm reading off the article on ESPN, it says when Kaepernick's rep representatives asked whether a team or teams had asked for the workout, the NFL league office said, and I quote, we can't tell you that. So it's, it's confirmed this is going to happen. Yeah. Like Hugh Jackson's going to run the whole thing. There's going to be a Falcons videographer and trainer there that's going to be helping out and producing it. Um, all, is... all the interviews are going to be conducted and sent out to all 32 teams if they can't make it there. And this is a whole event. This is just weird that it's an event focused on one player. That's, this is why it's kind of bugging me. Is It's focused for one player. And and like you said, the timing of it is just really weird too. We're we're more than halfway through the season. Why are we doing this now? This feels this feels like something the NFL would do in the off season. And and I one name that I that you know can keep being brought up is Jay Z. I, I've seen names tied with that. And I think it was first take that we were watching earlier before the show. And, you know, I think it was Stephen A. Smith even saying, you know, Jay-Z probably sat down with Roger Goodell after they signed this deal uh, and maybe put in a word to have this event happen or else, you know, nothing was going to, they weren't going to close this deal. So the the timing of it is weird. The, the, the fact that it's only for Kaepernick is even weirder. And I'm in, I'm really interested to see how this is going to work out going afterwards. I am interested to see how the fan base is going to react, depending which team. If a team decides to pick him up, a lot of people are saying it is now possible that Kaepernick could be coming back into the league. My question is, why are we saying this compared to a month ago or even months prior saying he's never coming back in the league? He's not a good quarterback. He's not worth it. The PR would just be horrible, and now everybody's like, "Oh yeah, it's about time." You know, well, you know, and this is also, this is also the question too. Teams passed up on him because I think he worked. If I'm correct, he worked out with a couple teams in the off season. Not no. this off season. Not no. this off season. They, he had talks with like I don't. I believe Colin Kaepernick and his team have come out and said they've had no communication. Oh, that's right. With any of the 32 NFL teams since he got. Exiled, and I say that Quote with unquote. quotations. Exiled out of the league. It's just weird because, and you look at the teams who are going. Some of these teams don't even need quarterbacks. They like, there's no need for them to even look at Colin Kaepernick. The Cardinals, they're they they're doing pretty well with Kyler Murray. Falcons are Falcons maybe probably just because it's there in Atlanta. It's there. The yeah, the, the Broncos I could see, but that's 
that's still a maybe Lions, for me. Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Giants, Bucks, Redskins. Yeah, I mean, just just those team those teams alone. A little little under half of them I look at and I go, why are you going? Why you guys have quarterbacks who you're going to keep as your franchise guy, and you already have do your we, backups? Do you really want Kaepernick in there to tr- do, do most we, likely affect everything? Do we honestly see and do we honestly see? Kaepernick being brought back into the NFL either this season or at the beginning of next season? Yes or no? 50-50. I think it's a real flip of the coin because if he works out Saturday and he shows that he's still game ready, I think teams will possibly take that chance because I think Kaepernick is still better than at least one guy one quarterback in the NFL, whether it's at that starter position or a backup. Kaepernick can come and make a difference on a team in the NFL. It's just going to depend on the role and the team. Yeah, and another thing is you also have to look at, like Josh said, when we started talking about this, how are fan bases really going to react to this? Because we've already seen the kind of reaction he got when he initially started protesting. We already know how negative the name is with Kaepernick at the moment or what was negative about his name. And now it's now it seems like the fans have either forgotten or they don't care because he's still not playing. And I, and I just think it's going to be one of those things where if he signs at all, these fan bases are either going to be really mad or really happy. And it's, it's going to affect how these teams are going to make their decisions. I don't think he was a primetime quarterback prior to him leaving the NFL. I no, think he was given not. a great coach when he was back in the 49ers. I, would, I think he had a st- – I think he – well, He had a decent coach. I will, I, I, he had a good coach. Coach that, got yeah. him to, coach that got him to the Super Bowl. Coach that got him to the Super Bowl. Yes, but I'm, now and that I the, see the, – the weapons Jim. were there. No, it's John. It was. It's Jim, <laughs> it's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh was John's the coach of the in Baltimore at the time. He got him to the Super Bowl. He made him look like a star. Except here's my point. Okay, Eric Reed has come out and said he was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson. That is such an overstatement. That's and Michael Vick, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I kind of, I'm kind of with Josh here. Colin Look, Kaepernick, Kaepernick was an overrated. Ka- Kaepernick's Michael 32, Vick. has not played in the league in three years. Even before then, turnovers were a big issue, and he was starting to falter in terms of consistent productivity mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl back in 2012. Yeah. Okay? So, so would he be a legitimate addition to a team like the Denver Broncos who have – a tendency to bring in washed-up quarterbacks, the the trend would continue. Rumors say Andy Dalton's yeah. coming to Denver next. So do I think Denver has a legit chance to bring him in? Yes. Would I Do I like it? No. Not for the fact that I don't like Kaepernick as a person what he represents. I don't want him for the fact that he may not be the best quarterback for a situation. I also kind of want to throw out Kaepernick was also, was also not drafted in the XFL. He tried for that. Because he wanted money. Yeah, he wanted money. And if I'm correct, he also tried for the 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 Canadian Football League, and that was shot down. And even the AAF reached and out And the well. AAF reached out to him. But again, he wanted more money than what those teams were even given. So if you're going to look at Kaepernick, I guarantee you, no matter who he signs with, either they 
really bought, give him the bottom line or he's going to blow it for himself by trying to get more than what he's actually worth. And even then, that's not that much. I'd be okay with Kaepernick getting signed by the Broncos because one of the biggest issues right now, I think, with the Broncos offense is the the run game and the offensive line. Is If we had Colin Kaepernick, I don't think we would need... I think we would have a better offense because he gives you the ability to run and move out of the pocket because he's mobile. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is significantly significantly a way better quarterback than any of the guys on our roster. But I want to ask you guys, do you think this is happening as a almost a PR stunt because we've seen a fair amount of injuries to quarterbacks this year and he is so controversial that it will sell in today's NFL? It's, it's almost it's it's really another 50-50 situation. It's one of those things where I have, if, I have I have no opinion on the matter. I mean, um, if, if, if that's if, the case, it's it's a weird PR stunt to do in the middle yeah, of the season. Yeah, I mean the season. NFL's the NFL, yes, it is highly profitable based off of draw and big names, big draw, but I don't see I don't see teams bringing in a guy just for the sake of entertainment factor. Um that's all we got for today. We got we got to cut it short. I got to get going to another game save in after this. And these two guys are heading over to Bronson Arena to call the last home game for the CMU volleyball team of Ooh, the year. Arms go, up in the air. Woo. Go and watch that on the Armac Network. They are facing off against Western Colorado University. Game starts at 7 o'clock. As of for today, that's all we got. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Josh Coleman.